will say this. Uh, what the Cubs lack in ability to win baseball games, they make up for in a fun time at the ballpark. It was a good time. It was a good time. We uh, spent Saturday night, this most uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Saturday night watching the Cubbies. They lost by a run to San Francisco Giants. Uh, I think well, we just chose the wrong game to go to because they won the next night. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, definitely had a, a quite a few brews. So that 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 made it feel a little better. Yeah, certainly stock in old style went up uh, while we were in Chicago. <laughs> I think I had about well too many of them to be sure. Um, yeah, good time with our buds, uh, Tom and uh, and Frank. And uh, wow, that was we probably had the whitest sounding <laughs> group of guys at the ballpark that night. Tom, Frank, Seth, Cody. That's a white group. Yeah, that that is that is, that is a pretty uh you know lame. Lame group of names, but there's actually a, a different name in there that you're not not including. Uh, you're you weren't Cody there, you were Squirrel Nuts. Squirrel Nuts, that's what I have to call myself. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Squirrel Nuts. Oh my god. Your brother did have a have a good suggestion having Jurassic in there somewhere. I thought Jurassic Douche would have been a good one, mm-hmm. but I like Squirrel Nuts. But Squirrel Nuts instead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, welcome to episode 46, folks. Uh, this is Squirrel Nuts, <laughs> joined as always by, joined as always by Seth Ott, who, if you're confused uh, right now, Seth won uh, the inaugural, the inaugural uh, episode of the... Um, new release rectal exam. New release rectal exam that we played last week, uh, where I have to... Uh, answer some trivia questions about the upcoming new releases. So the June edition um, had the responses Oceans 8, Incredibles 2, and I was unable to pull Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And so I'm now Squirrel Nuts for the month of June. But don't worry, this will be short-lived, and at the end of the month I will be victorious. And in the month of July, we'll be able to bring back the so-host and co-host. We're going to have some more uh, some more game time today. It sounds like there's a new game uh, that is being worked on. Of course, we're going to get to news everywhere that you uh, have grown to expect it. But first, we got to start, as always, with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Wrong again, Squirrel Nuts. Chic <laughs> <laughs> um, Tweets. No, no no good Chic Tweets no again. No Chic Tweets for the second week in a row. Yeah. So I'm I'm declaring it now. No one, no one has reached out. No one has has demanded for the the uh, the solidification of chic tweets in the show. So we're gonna give Sheiky Sheiky Baby one more week. One more week. One Sheik. more week, and then this segment will be fully replaced by one Gary Busey. Uh oh. I'm gonna have to. Here's I'm gonna come up with a Gary Busey sounder. Okay. And over the next week, if we don't get any good chic tweets, then we're going to come at you next week with Gary Busey craziness to start the show. Yeah, that, that's what I'm expecting. The stakes are high. I expect the chic to step up. I really do. I don't think he will. He's been a real prick the last few weeks. I think he will. NBA Finals are coming up. I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about that. Uh, I, I have faith. I have faith in our boy chic. Yeah, he said stuff about it, but nothing that's entertaining. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. If you can hear us, chic. Give us what we need. The people want it. But uh, for this week, what do we got from our old pal Gary Busey? All right. Gary Busey says, 
A good way to lose weight is to put salt on your ass and go to a petting zoo. But stay away from goats, because I've seen them fornicate with a mailbox. A mailbox? A mailbox. Oh, a mailbox, Jesus. A mailbox. <laughs> Come on, scroll nuts, what do you know about mailboxes? I, I've seen you fornicate with a mailbox. He doesn't deny it, folks. <laughs> he doesn't deny it. Seth fucks mailboxes, and that is probably postal fraud. <laughs> the silence speaks volumes. It does. The loudest silence I have ever heard. And I, I hate to say this, but perhaps for the last time, this has been the section formerly known as She Tweets. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Get out there, get your first 30 days and your first book cred for free. Free. Did you sneeze into the... (laughs) Clean the mic off, you gross ass. Okay, that's... Now I gotta cut that out or we're gonna get fucking... We're gonna get cease and desist letters from everyone's ears in America. (laughs) Don't cut that out. At least a couple people in America who listen. (laughs) Leave it in. Uh, Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Get out there. And enjoy a variety of books out there. What have we recommended in the past? Ready well, Player actually, One? I have listened. I've almost done with my uh, Orphan X books, Hellbent. Ah, uh, Hellbent. I, I'm listening to that while I've been running. It was fun, funny, though. The other morning, I uh, was running. It was Memorial Day morning, actually. I was running. Pretty packed trail, for the most part. There was a lot of people out about 9, 10 in the morning. And I get to... I'm, I'm pretty far along. I get to... Uh, the 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 narrator reads out 69 and i said nice out loud and there's definitely people around me god <laughs> you're probably you know you're probably like the second or third most mature person i know <laughs> i always, i just look to you when i need someone that's just you know an adult exactly <laughs> i give good advice great at nicknames well uh squirrel nuts can certainly attest to that <laughs> after having lost the rectal exam uh, real, it's you know, folks. This is the kind of top brow humor that you've come to expect from the Soko Show, and I'm yeah. glad that that we're continuing to deliver that on a week in and week out basis. Uh, you know, you come here for intellectual musings, and damn it, you get intellectual musings. That's true. So again, uh, one last time, it's audibletrial.com/soko. Uh, get the get the latest edition into the Orphan X series, where you can hear the term sixty nine. And if you hit up uh, just the a link... chapter, oh, a lot of well. a lot of books have chapters. Well, I don't know a lot that have a chapter sixty nine, but uh, if you want to hear one that does, but the uh, Karma, the Karma Sutra does. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Karma God. Sutra. Okay, fine. Just fucking just click the link in the box down below, and you can hear all that fun stuff for free. Beep. From there, uh, it sounds like it's game time, and we got something new this week. I don't know what it is, but I bet I win. <laughs> I just love making games. <laughs> games are fun. So this game, just a real quick one. I don't know what, I honestly don't know what made me think of it, but I'm pretty sure I was just bored at work today and, or I was just make, making my mind drift around and I I thought of uh, one actor named Rip Torn oh, for, for some reason. Here we go. And I was like, well, he's, I, I just decided to go to his IMDb page. Uh, don't go there, Cody. <laughs> Sorry, squirrel nuts. Don't go there. Because um, oh. this is part of the game. Rip Don't. Torn is part of the trivia. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Rip I, Torn. I, he has he has an incredibly long IMDb cast uh, credits, and so I decided, and I looked through some of the names and they're pretty interesting. So I decided, it'd be a fun game to to test Cody. Is uh, a game I like to to call Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. 
<laughs> well, if there's one thing I know about, it's Rip Torn movies. So give it to me. So this this game is I'm going to give you one of the uh, roles he's titled for. And you're going to have to tell me whether it's it's a Rip Torn, where the Rip Torn starred in it, or if this is a name of a, a porn porn role. Okay. Rip Torn was not the, the, the actor in the porn movie. I mean, he might have been. He could have been. That'd be my porn name. All right. <laughs> Actually, my porn name would be Hot Carl. Gross. <laughs> so, without further ado, was Quentin Morewood a role played by Rip Torn? Or a role played by a porn actor. Hmm. Quentin Morewood. See, Morewood, that sounds like something that would be pretty porny. But I'm going to go against my initial instinct. I'm going to say that this is a rip-torn role. Porny. <laughs> uh, you, you would be correct. That is a rip-torn yeah! role. Yeah! Uh, that is for the movie. For a movie called Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys, okay. Which is really weird that there's a character named Morwood for a movie called Wonder Boys. Yeah, are you sure that whole thing's not a porn? No. Michael Douglas starred in it. Oh. Came out in 2000. Are you sure it's not Michael Douglas? <laughs> there's only one S. <laughs> it's an important distinction. But his his cast actually has, I, I scrolled through just on first glance and I saw four or five already that would definitely work for this game. So. Okay, good. So I win round one of... Rip turn, rip torn, or dirty porn? Is that is that right? Am <laughs> That's I getting the name. Right? Rip torn or dirty porn? Well, this time squirrel nuts is victorious, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, more more rip torn or dirty porn coming in future weeks. I hope. All right. Well, from yet another uh, highbrow, you know, intellectual game, <laughs> we're gonna move into the show. Uh, news in all areas this week. Let's start with video games. Video games. Wow. So let's start with an update. Um, we have to update a, a few things from last week in today's show. <laughs> we should uh, start recording on Tuesday. Yeah, recording on Tuesday was an issue last week. Uh, very, very shortly, I think the day after we recorded last week, um, one of the topics that we had discussed was PlayStation 4 and uh, a quote that it, it was in its last stages uh, as being a console. And so we had a little bit of debate about whether or not we think it's time for the next round of consoles. But, but Seth, we got some clarity on that the next day in terms of the context around that quote. We did. <laughs> the, exactly the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, they came out and said that it's three years away for the PS5. So Welcome news. Yeah. Very pleased to hear that. Uh, Seth's wallet is welcome for that. Yeah, Seth's wallet. Yeah, you don't need to buy another console this year. That's good. Are you in agreement with me that three years is about right? Yeah, I would say so. I I don't see a whole lot of still don't see a whole lot of advancement in the next several years. Mm-hmm. I, I still think eight K is decent amount of time away before it's really be a, a big a big thing. But yeah, I I again it's I'm I'm welcome. It's welcome news, and it's uh, it's. Just looking at the the graphics and stuff, and I like look at God of War. I can't see it getting that much better right mm-hmm. now. Well, more to come, and uh, you know what I'm glad to hear about this though is with E3 coming up. Um, you know, anytime that there is hardware announced, it really just dominates the whole show, and so I'm looking forward to them just talking about games rather than a console. So, in the short term, that's that's welcome to me. Um, in the long term, I, I think that that means Xbox won't rush anything out either. So. Uh, this is all good news uh, as far as I'm concerned. 
I got one more thing in video games. This is some interesting news. I don't know if you saw this today. Um, Bethesda is kind of making some waves today. Um, so this is Tuesday the 29th, and, and Bethesda has tweeted today uh, just an image that says, please stand by, uh, which is a popular Bioshock. A popular image from um, from Fallout. Oh, really? Popular image from the Fallout Bioshock. series. Okay. And it... Um, it was tweeted, and then shortly after, a live stream went up from Bethesda's account on Twitch. Okay. And this live stream is just, um, it's just uh, the 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 Pip Boy guy. You know what I'm talking about? That mm-hmm. little cartoon man. Yeah. It's a bobblehead of him, and he's standing in front of a screen that says "Please stand by," and he's just bobbling his fucking head. He's been doing this for hours, really? all day. Yeah. It's just been this. I'm looking at this live stream right now. There are 112,000 people watching it. What the hell? And it's just been this for hours. I hope it's nothing. That would be so funny. Well, here's the thing. I think it is nothing because Bethesda has its own press conference at E3. Uh And that's not until Sunday, June 10th. So I think they're fucking with us here. I don't think anything is going to come out about this right now. What I think they want us to know is that there's going to be some sort of fallout announcement at E3. <laughs> yeah, they just come out at the end and say, June 10th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, if you're a person who's sitting and watching this, please stop. There are probably so much better ways to spend your time. Yeah. We're, we live in the age of the internet and Twitter. You'll As soon as something happens, you'll know. Exactly. You just type in Bethesda and, and there's the first bit of news. Yeah, you'll know for sure. Uh, right now, it seems like the leading rumor is, uh, is for a Fallout 3 remastered edition. Um, which I played Fallout 3. That's the one based around Boston, I think. And it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not much for these long RPG-type games, but uh, this was a fun one while I played it. Of course, I didn't finish it. I don't have that kind of attention span. But um, I don't know what your what's your experience with these Fallout games. Are you excited to see something new coming out? Is it something you will try to check out? No, I really don't care. I played a little bit of the third one, too, when it was on PlayStation 3. Yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah. I do know a couple of folks that are big into it and uh, will certainly be waiting with bated breath uh, to hear what, what the latest update is. So we'll, of course, keep you updated on it as we hear, um, either on the tweets at Soko Show Pod or um, in next week's edition of the show or whenever it is uh, something pops up. Hopefully it's not fucking tomorrow and we have to uh, <laughs> come out and update you yeah, next You shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> From there, let's get... I'm excited to get into sports. Quiet Damn it! <laughs> Please have quiet on the set. Movies. Of course, not not movies. Uh, let me try this. Let me try this again. Let's go to sports. Sports. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Finally, we are here to sports after a momentary hiatus. Um, so we got LeBron in the finals. Um, this is you know also this goes back to. Last week, um, last week when we spoke, we were going into game five, uh, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> and our predictions were both wrong. No, I was right. You th- I, I said that LeBron is going to dominate and they were going to win game seven in Boston. I definitely said that. Make sure and... you go back and listen to episode 45 of the show to hear that <laughs> Seth is lying to you right now. Um, <laughs> Seth predicted that Boston would win. I predicted that uh, Cleveland would get it in six. Uh, we were both wrong. Cleveland won in a in a game seven that was actually a pretty good ball game um, on Saturday night very or Sunday night excuse me uh, won game seven on Sunday night in Boston tough game uh, real sloppy play but it was it was close all the way through um, exciting ball game the following night 
uh, Monday, we had the Rockets falling to the Golden State Warriors, which set up a fourth time consecutively, first time this has ever happened in any pro sport, Mm -hmm. fourth consecutive time, we have the same finals matchup. It's going to be Cleveland and Golden State. Uh, Golden State has won two of the last three championships all over uh, Cleveland. Is it going to be any different this time? I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's going to be the Warriors, and I don't think it's going to be very close, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, that that seems to be the consensus among the sports world. A lot of calls for the Warriors in four or five games. Um, It's really hard to disagree with that after seeing what this Warriors team was able to do to the Rockets in Game Mm -hmm. 7. They just have so much is the thing. It's an avalanche of guys who can defend and who can score. Um, Of course, Steve Kerr is drawing it all up. So this Warriors team is a juggernaut. Now, I do think... I do give Cleveland a chance here. I'm not ready to write them off. I would I would even go so far as to give them six games. Um, I'm not ready to say that they're going to win, but I, I could see it going to maybe six games. I just think when you, you have a player like LeBron, and he's getting, in games that they're winning, he's getting good play from his role players. Yeah. You have Kevin Love. He's nothing to, 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 to you know, uh, to flick your nose at or whatever the hell people <laughs> he's nothing to sneeze at um, Kevin Love Jeff Green has played well uh, of course J.R. Smith can always get hot Kyle Korver can always get hot what I think the sell, uh, Cavaliers lack is on the defensive side mm-hmm. and that's where I'm concerned I, I, I don't think they're going to win a high scoring ball game against these Warriors of course you got Steph Clay uh, and Durant all prolific scorers and all good defenders too so uh, yeah. th- this is going to be a tough one for LeBron I, I can't I can't pick him I I just I don't feel right doing it but <laughs> I I do have more faith. Let me ask you this: um, today, having earned his way into the finals for an eighth straight year, how do you see the MJ versus LeBron conversation having changed as of right now? I think I have started to see some people kind of loosen their their love on on Michael. Um, I've seen some people kind of start to look towards LeBron as as okay maybe he maybe he is you know not not a fully not a full commitment but a lot of people saying okay we got a conversation here you know mm-hmm. which which is really the big thing cuz i think a lot of people who love michael jordan are have have been that way for years and they're people who 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 grew up watching him and there there's there it's really hard to to break that nostalgia mm-hmm. but when you see what lebron does and has done for you know, not only eight years, but especially this, this playoff, the whole playoffs in general this year, it, it's hard to, it, it's hard to to argue against it. You know, so he's making it tougher and tougher. His his stats, every stat, uh, just about has surpassed Jordan in total. Now, of course, the averages are a little bit different because he's mm-hmm. had a longer career. Um, this isn't the place where we're going to have this entire argument, but. Um, you know, it's one of those things that is just fun to talk about. And, and you and I and, and uh, Frank and Tom had a little bit of debate about this over the weekend in Chicago. Um, and it really is, I think it comes down to a matter of preference. But I, I agree with you, you know, a lot of those hardcore Jordan supporters are starting to loosen up that grip, uh, which I think is the correct thing to do. I, of course, I think LeBron is the best, best to ever do it. Um, and I just think what he's done in this playoffs is... Very, very special. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he has not gotten as much out of his role players as in, you know, the Heat years or when he still had Kyrie. Um, remember, he won Game 7 without Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they won Game 7. I, I don't want to discount 
the the good play from the role players, but it just flat out they just don't have as much talent on this team mm-hmm. as he has had in the past. If he can go in and beat this Warriors team, something I'm not betting on, but if he can, I think you got to put it to bed almost at that point, don't you? I mean, this is one of the best teams ever, mm-hmm. but probably a top three team ever. Yep. And if he can go in with this supporting cast and win it, don't you think, I mean, at that point we'd be seeing a lot more people convert, don't you? I think so, yeah. So, I don't know, we'll see. Game one will have happened by the time you're listening to this podcast. Uh, people might be changing their tune one way or the other. It could be, a, maybe it's a Rockets, or a, sorry, a, a Warriors 40-point victory and everyone's putting LeBron to bed, or maybe LeBron... Uh, and the Cavs find a way to get it done, and, and people are thinking about this more of a series. Who knows? But, of course, we will update uh, on the NBA Finals next week. Um, hopefully they're still going on. <laughs> well, what I think is probably going to be a more entertaining Finals is Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Hell of a game last night. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really good game. I haven't watched a lot of hockey in the last even couple of years, but getting to watch that, that was, that was definitely a treat. Uh, back and forth the whole way. The the golden, the course, the Vegas Golden Knights versus the the Washington Capitals. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals was last night Monday. Uh, game two is Wednesday night, and it's it. Uh, yeah, it was a fun game. I mean, it started off with with the uh, Golden Knights going going up right away, pretty much in the first first uh, five five or so minutes, and then Washington answered, and then Washington went up one, and then Golden Knights answered, and then they just traded goals back and forth until. We got to the end, and and Golden Knights got one in with uh, not too much remaining in the third, and then hit a an open netter. But yeah, a lot of fun to watch. It, it, I know you're not typically a hockey fan, but is this something you're excited to catch more games of? Oh, absolutely! And we were flipping back and forth between this and the NBA game last night. And playoff hockey, I'm I'm not really a hockey fan, but playoff hockey is awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's full stadiums all the time. The crowds are hell loud. Every goal is a huge fucking deal, mm-hmm. um, and it's just way more exciting. I think really good hockey between really good teams, you're, you're constantly on the edge of your seat waiting for when that next goal is going to happen, mm-hmm. and last night was no exception. Um, you know, nine nine or ten goals in this game, yep. you know, and I think it's going to be more of the same based on what I know about the two teams. Uh, Vegas definitely showed up for this. It was mm-hmm. a packed house. Um, you got some celebs in there. I think our, our old pal Kevin Smith was in, <laughs> yeah, in attendance yep. watching, so... Um, I'm very excited to see how this goes uh, competitive all the way through, and I hope it continues to be that way. I mean, I, I would love for this to go seven games. I want to watch it all, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was funny, too, because we kept flipping, and it seemed like we flipped a couple times, and like within a couple of minutes, a goal was scored. Yeah. And it was, it was you know, the other team coming back. So, no, it was, it was fun, and I'm definitely excited to catch more. No doubt, and I think you mentioned this last week or the week before. They're really, I mean, either way, people are going to be able to get behind a winner here, whether it's Vegas in their first year or Ovechkin finally getting his name on the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some good feels at the end of this, regardless of who wins. But uh, I'm, I'm still rooting for the Knights. I don't have any allegiance to Ovechkin, but I, I like the story for the Knights. Yep. All right, well, we got some shit to review, and one of the ultimate stories of instant karma that I've ever seen. So let's get over to TV. That's what she said. <laughs> TV. Instant karma. Did you see what Roseanne has had happen <laughs> oh, last yeah. day? Holy <laughs> fucking balls. Uh, for the folks at home that might not know, Roseanne came out on Twitter. Roseanne Barr, of course, of the show Roseanne that just had a reboot this year. Uh, pretty good ratings. And uh, people were excited about having back. Roseanne is a staunch uh, Trump supporter and right wing person and also shithead. And she came <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> not that those things are you know, uh, 
typically separated from one another, but in this case, she was all three. Uh, she got on Twitter on Monday night and was talking about a former uh, staff member for Barack Obama and basically uh, called her a monkey and uh, also... An ape. Yeah, she called her an ape and also uh, part of the Muslim Brotherhood. So she made an Islamophobe joke and a racist joke in one tweet, <laughs> and it was very horrible. And then she went on a whole rant about a bunch of other dumb shit conspiracy theories and things. But the, the headline here was that she was being a total fucking racist and a total um, Islamophobe. So Twitter jumped on Roseanne's ass last night and all morning this morning. Mm -hmm. She did come out and apologize. She deleted some of the tweets, but ABC didn't give a fuck. And they canceled Roseanne today. So that show, even though it had good ratings and uh, people were, you know, it, for all intents and purposes, it looked like it was going to come back. It had been renewed. Um, now Roseanne has been canceled. And it appears to all point to Roseanne herself and her fucked up stupid tweets. Um, so what do you, I, do you have any reaction to this? I mean, I know that you don't watch Roseanne and not a fan, yeah. but... But, you know, this what happens in the Twitter world is having real world ramifications now. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's deserved. I mean, ABC is definitely not the, the network for Roseanne. The only reason they brought it back is because everyone was doing revivals in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I actually wouldn't be shocked if Fox picked it up. Yeah. Now, I thought the funny thing that I saw about it was Zach Braff. Oh, this was funny. Yeah, because yeah, his show just got canceled by ABC, I think. And he he said something along the lines of, "Hey ABC, I'm I'm not a racist scumbag. <laughs> Can you, how about you pick up a show that's not starred or that's not starring one, something like that." Yeah, it was like I, I saw another. He he put one and then he put another one where it was him as JD scrubbing that dog, <laughs> and he's sitting in the bathtub. Rowdy. And he was like, um, it was like that moment when your show got canceled, but you're not a racist. <laughs> yeah. So I got to kick out of that. Maybe they'll bring him back and fill he, And then he was no. tweeting at him like, oh, you got an open time slot, huh? Yeah. No, he. Uh, Sorry, Zach Braff. Probably not. No, I don't think so. That show apparently was terrible. But they could revive Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't revive Scrubs, honestly. They tried reviving Scrubs on ABC already. Well, they did it because they brought it back with fucking Dave Franco and yeah, it was terrible. Well, it was poopy. So yeah, so bring it back with the original people and it'll be fine. No, nope, no second chances. <laughs> a little bit of cast news uh, off The Walking Dead. Uh, there, there was some reports that already came out came out a while ago that uh, Lauren Cohan plays Maggie is going to have a limited schedule this year on season nine of The Walking Dead. Too many. <laughs> and... Uh, so she's going to, I think she's like, they, they released in the first eight episodes, she's going to be in six of them, which actually isn't less than. It's not she, limited at all. <laughs> it's it's not even less than what she has been because that, I mean, half the episodes, most of them don't appear in. So, but then the other big piece of news, really the biggest piece is that Andrew Lincoln is done after season nine. So he, oh. he plays Rick Grimes. And so that means the show should end because that's what the comics are about is Rick Grimes. So. Can you uh, see a world? I mean, should. Uh, TV does not listen to should. Yeah. Do you think that they will end the show? I think if the ratings are down, like they have been for the past few years, they, they will. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. What if they don't? I mean, if Rick is off the show, do you I, think there's enough of a supporting cast to kind of keep – will no. you still watch? Uh, I would still watch just because I'm a completionist and I <laughs> want to see how the story ends. But, I mean, there's really no one left. Denai Guerrero as Michonne, but I guess there's still no Marinaritas as Daryl. So there's there's still enough there where people would be interested, I think. But 
I mean, the show is is definitely read, led by Rick Grimes. I mean, it's his show. Right. So I it, it wouldn't make sense to me, really. Well, stranger things have happened. Um, but, yeah, I think it's time. I, I mean, I've thought this for years. I think a lot yeah. of folks have. Um, take this as a sign, AMC, that you need to fucking stop. All right. Well, that's all the news. Not much going on this week that, that caught our attention. But we do, of course, have to review some stuff. How many TV corners we got this week? Got a dual corner. Oh, double. Seth's going to drop a double deuce in the TV corner this week. Wow. Would you use, like, more grown-up humor, please? Sorry. Uh, Squirrel Seth- nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any grown-up humor. Let's get to the TV corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for a TV corner. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we got two shows. Uh, one show that ended in its natural run this week uh, on the CW, The Flash, season four. <laughs> wow, do you work on the show? No, I just ran to the store and back. <laughs> you sound, either that, it sounded like you just sucked down a Slurpee. Hey, well, don't look over here. I don't have a Slurpee. Slurpee. You know who likes Slurpee? <laughs> so yeah, season four of The Flash ended uh, last Tuesday. And so this season... I mean, just with all CW shows, it's pretty much... You, know, you're, you introduce your big bad and you... They defeat him by the end, right? So we get uh, the Flash. He's going up against this guy named the Thinker. He's a, he's a he's a real smart guy, as you can probably guess by his uh, his name, the well, like Thinker. A stinker, am I right? Oh no, that's bad. <laughs> and so what this guy does? Well, actually, the season starts. Barry ended the last season in the Speed Force. He was trapped there because he wanted to save the world. And they brought him out. They created a device. All his friends from Star Labs created a device. Got him out. When he came out. Uh, he went through like this bus and they're full of different people. And these people in the bus got powers and it was all a, a plan devised by the thinker. So he could cr- have those powers created and take them to defeat Barry Allen. Mm. And then he had this master plan basically to make the world stupid. So he could be smarter than them. Oh, he's so, winning. Yeah. sounds like a comic book, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually though, to, so it, if, I mean, it's a flash season. It, it, they do. They have the episodes that tie into the story, and some that are just like, "Oh, I caught a criminal this week," you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Couple th- some things I did like about the season. One, I actually did like the thinker as a whole. Uh, he he was not a speedster. That, I mean, that that's the positive. That's all the all the villains have been speedsters so far. Yeah. So he's not one, and that's good. So that that was that was interesting. Uh, I did like he was able to like take powers and and be one step ahead. So it kind of made it made actually the flash seemed like he was always in peril. Uh, like the flash never really had a one up on him. So kind of like in the way of like a Thanos always has, you know, that, that dread, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the show, thinker had a, a kind of a dumbed down version of that, but it's Maybe still like cool. a, like a Damien dark. Would you compare him? Yeah, kind of, but just like, even a little bit more, uh, in, in terms of the, cause he's always, he's planning out everything five steps ahead, you mm-hmm. know, uh, there were some new characters added on this season. I did like, uh, really, the only one I really liked was Ralph Dittany. He he played, I, I don't know what they called him. He he's he just he could stretch a lot. He could stretch into different things. <laughs> so stretch boy or some shit. But I liked him. His character was fun. He was like he was a former like head detective or yeah head detective of the 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 what is it Central City Police Department. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Barry didn't get along, and then. 
then didn't he kind of did some shit and became a private detective and him and him and Barry kind of had this rivalry and then they, they blossomed into friends and that there, there's, you know, a whole lot of that going on this season. I also did like to Caitlin, Caitlin Snow. She had this whole inner battle between her and Killer Frost and Killer Frost is trying to take over and then they kind of they kind of came to an agreement and had that kind of stuff going on. And it, it was just fun because Killer Frost became a like a, a badass version of her who is also a hero. So it was kind of fun, a fun little uh, element that hadn't been there before. They kind of changed things up. That, that's what's nice about the Flash is, is they do – they're not afraid to change the characters up a sure. bit. So, I mean, as a whole, though, the show – I mean, it, it did have some pretty slow episodes. Uh, it, it, it didn't always keep my attention. And there's times where I just like just get this over with, but the I I would say the finale was good. Uh, it's always it's always a lighthearted show. It's always funny. Uh, there's always something to laugh at, and and it's it's never really too bogged down by like the heavy shit, mm-hmm. you know, like like the like Arrow it can be. So I don't know if you if you've been watching the Flash, you know this isn't this isn't going to deter you from watching it anymore. It's it's. It's not like it. The first couple of seasons I thought were like really good TV and, and were were really interesting and and were pretty gripping and and the last few the the most two recent ones have been kind of just like eh, but it's it's not something that's like oh fucking stop watching it like maybe my next show I'm going to talk about is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what you're going to talk about next. And I'm excited <laughs> to get to it, but um, sticking with Flash. So is is this it for the CW? right now for the summer for the summer yeah okay so uh thinking about the flash um now that now that all the cw shows have wrapped for the year Mm -hmm. um where would you rank you know what would be your ranking of the shows if i if i had to pick one or maybe two Mm -hmm. uh would the flash be one of those top shows or or what might be i did live supergirl has a few episodes left okay but i mean i can already tell you the order right now it's it's legends by far then arrow and then flash and then and then uh, Supergirl. Supergirl's bad. Supergirl stinks. Yeah, yeah, no surprise there. Yeah, I like I, and I like her. I like Melissa Melissa Benoist. She's good, but that show is not interesting. <laughs> it's it's so hard when your hero's basically Superman. You know, mm-hmm. like there's only so much you can do. Well, you heard it here, folks. If you're watching Flash, keep doing so. Um, and uh, yeah, all the CW stuff. I mean, there's just so fucking much of it. Mm-hmm. So I do like too, though, because they they pretty seem now that this whole Arrowverse is very built. They seamlessly bring in characters from other shows without really making it seem like a big deal. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Diggle came in for an episode. They always have a funny little bit where um, Barry goes and gets him, and when Diggle when they come back, so he zoops back. Diggle like barfs every time. <laughs> So, and like even before he went, he's like, get the trash can ready. <laughs> Came back. Um, Wally Wally started off of the season and then he went to Legends halfway through the Legends season. And then he popped back in towards the end. Uh, Jesse Quick made a couple of appearances. So, no, it's 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 cool that they can – Felicity was in a couple episodes. So it's cool that they can do that and it doesn't seem like forced. It doesn't seem strange. It's just like, oh, you know, these guys are all buddies, you know. Yep. Well, very cool. That's uh, that's Flash season four. Very excited to get to this next show. It's a season two of a Netflix original. Tell the folks what you got for us. Oh yeah. Uh, what I think I talked about. I don't think this is out when we did started the podcast last year, or it was already out. I had already watched it before we started the podcast last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, which and so uh, one of and I talked about that was one of my favorite shows uh, at the time. Uh, Thirteen Reasons Why had his new it season. Uh, and they, really, I shouldn't be saying that sentence even. <laughs> um, 13 Reasons Why Season 2 
even that title doesn't make fucking sense anymore. No, because there's they already gave all 13 reasons, yeah, and there, now here are more. Yeah, and there, there's not, though. There wasn't any more reasons. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't give additional reasons. <laughs> so... Can you, just, give, can you give us 13 reasons why we should or shouldn't watch the show? Uh, if I would have planned further, I could have given 13 reasons why not. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not going to give that much attention to it. So, yeah, I mean, 13 reasons why. Season 2 picks up five months after where the first season left off. We're in the middle of a trial between the the school. Uh, well, the Sorry, the Walkers, uh, which is – they're not Walkers. Blah, blah, between the Bakers uh, – and with the the Mama Baker, Mama Baker, oh, <laughs> Olivia Baker, and the school for basically negligence in how everything was handled with Hannah, with the bullying and her reaching out for help, and no one, no one really doing anything about what happened to her in the first season. And really, again, the season shouldn't have been made. I mean, I, you and I both said that the the first season ended in a, in a way that made sense. And really had no more story to it. Um, In going into this, knowing they announced season two, I was kind of hoping for kind of some of the aftermath of just how like the kids were dealing with stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of like Clay. Because, you know, he was still he was pretty beef about it and kind of where his his life is going. And some of the other characters like Jessica. Obviously, I want to know what happened to like Alex Standall, who had appeared to him, shot himself at the end of the last season. Uh, Some of those. And... Where season two picks up, it, I the first episode, I was like, okay, I can kind of get into this. You, you kind of see some of the aftermath. Clay's clearly dealing with some, dealing with some shit. If if you've seen the trailers, you've seen that like he's talking to Hannah, mm-hmm. and so there, there's some of that going on. You know, he's it, basically you know in, in in his head or a ghost or whatever you might interpret it as, and that's kind of a driving uh, narrative plot throughout the season. It's how how they do some of the exposition and things like that. So the season as a whole. There were some some things that I I did enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy kind of getting to see some of that that moving on from from Clay and how he's dealing with everything now. Uh, instead of him, you know, constantly trying to figure out everything with the tapes, he's dealing with the the aftermath of it all. Uh, I did like uh, Jessica, her her plot now after everything that happened to her in the first season, how she's dealing with everything and moving on and trying to make friends and deal with relationships and things like that. I did like Alex as well. Standall, he he had shot himself, and again, if you saw the trailers, you'd you'd see that he survived the the, the shot, and he's now he's dealing with not remembering what happened and what led him to that point and why he chose to do it in the first place and things like that. Um, you do get some other redemption stories, such as like the Zach Dempsey kid who is the tall tall Asian friend of Bryce. Mm-hmm. So you you get more of of his story and. He always seemed like a good guy in the, in the first season. He did some shitty things, but he always seemed like a good guy, and you kind of get to see more of him. Really, this season, though, it makes some really stupid choices in terms of what what more it reveals. Because, really, it while it does redeem some characters, such as Zach and also Justin Foley and uh, Jessica, it also hurts some characters. Uh, for one, really, your main protagonist, Hannah Baker they reveal things about her that make her look shitty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why do I care about this girl anymore if she's going to if she did all these shitty things? Obviously, you know, she killed herself and that's terrible, but it's like I she wasn't perfect. And the sh- the first first season didn't make her seem absolutely perfect, but it still made her likable, you know? And th- this season she they made her do things that weren't likable. 
uh, Clay, another one guy who he was like the he is the he is the good guy. You know, the good guy in the first season. He everyone likes Clay again. Does things for the character that don't make any sense at times. I'm just like, what is the point that he's that why is there? There's one scene in particular where he one second is like going crazy and out of control and the second next second he's back and it's like he's not like that and that's a really stupid that's just bad writing mm-hmm. because no one is just like boom back to normal <laughs> you know really it's like a lot of the people you liked in the first season they made look bad tony is another guy who was seemed like he's perfect in the first season did some i like sh- tony what i liked tony yeah and he just they fucked him up he did some shit in this season that you're like well that's bad and you, they they make you understand why but it's still like why why did why did they feel the need to elaborate on these things mm-hmm. in such a, a piss poor way they could have they could have easily written things into the show that didn't hurt the first season but i think it did it, they could have they could have written the show in a way that they could have a not made it but b they could have written the show in a way that didn't detriment the 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 first season some of the other some of the choices in the first season you know uh balls this is it's is this is this the most negative tv corner we've had yet yeah and i think part of it too is because i did really enjoy the first season a lot yeah you I, spoke very highly of it and, and that's so okay how much of this is your attachment to the first season and how much of it is it actual bad tv well i i think i well looking at the reviews you'll know that it's bad tv <laughs> <laughs> um but it it really is because i feel like a they weren't working off the source material anymore uh mm-hmm. the, the first season and I've talked about it before. So the book, book is six hours long. There's a lot of really good source material in there, and they and they stick to it pretty well. There's a few changes they make here and there to make it more entertaining for TV and make it 13 hours, but they had a really good outline to base it off of. And then the second season, they they didn't they didn't have an outline, and they just kept going in random places, and the story didn't make sense at times. They did do a good job of making uh, of creating suspense for each episode. That was that was that was a the really good thing they did in season one is you didn't want to turn off. Mm-hmm. And even though I was I was getting pissed at some of the, the things that were going on in the show, I still didn't want to turn it off. I I, st- I still wanted to to see what happens in the next episode because I do care about the characters too. You know I care about all the characters uh, from season one. Season mm-hmm. one really did a good job of that. And season two, kind of it hurt some of that, but I still wanted to know what happened to them. You know, um, there there were some really good scenes though. I mean there there. There, there's a the the finale has a scene that's fucking crushing, um, that that made me feel something for for those characters. Uh, that is really a nice a really a nice wrap up for kind of the central story with Hannah. They did leave a cliffhanger, so fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ, can't believe they're gonna make another season. But it it really just made me dislike some of the characters I really liked in in ways that I didn't want to, you know, and. I mean, one of the the big negative from the first season was the acting. Uh, the acting wasn't very good, and that kind of carries over to the second season. Of course. There, there are some good performances. I, I do think Catherine Langford as Hannah is still very good. She was very good in the first season. She was nominated for stuff. I think she's very good in this season, too. Uh, I, I do think Dylan Minnette as Clay. I think he's pretty good, too. I, I like a lot of what he does. He's, he is able to do some comedy, some some hard-hitting drama in, in there, too. Um but then you got some of these other characters. I don't think the Jessica girl is a very good actress. The girl who plays Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that the kid who plays Tyler is very good at all. Um, he was able to switch it up just a little bit. That kind of made me think he has a few chops, but I was like, eh, still not very good. And then I do think the uh, the woman who plays Olivia Baker, the mom, is, is, is excellent. 
she she is able to portray so much emotion throughout the season. I was, and, and I was very impressed with her. But other than that, it's just like a bunch of kids, and it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bunch of young actors, and they picked them up when they were pretty young. So it's hard to it's hard to, to get the best performances out of some of them. But I don't know it. It it really disappointed me. And I again, I didn't want a season two. And you know, if they were going to do it, I, I I wanted it to be more simple. And they they really that that's the other thing is they they really went overboard with a lot of the drama. They they really made it kind of just out out there sometimes and the first season even though you know it's a pretty dramatized story it still is it it lives within a world of reality mm-hmm. that could happen you know yeah. all that could happen there there wasn't anything in that in the first season that that was was hard to believe and the second season has some things and it's just like that's super dramatic that realistically wouldn't happen you know it, i don't know it's it's perplexing to me, honestly. It really is. It sounds like they've soap opera up the whole thing. Oh, very much so. Two. I mean, you even just mentioned one of the characters shoots himself in season one and then <laughs> comes back with amnesia <laughs> right. in season two, which is not impossible, but come right. on. You know, and, and I've heard you say a couple of the scenes, we won't spoil anything here, um, but I've heard you say a couple of other things that just seem like, why, dude? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was, I liked Season one, not mm-hmm. not nearly as much as you, but I did mm-hmm. enjoy it, uh, specifically for the mystery portion, mm-hmm. um, which you said carries over. But, yeah, I uh, not hearing really a lot of good things here. Um, my strategy going into this was to not watch season two because mm-hmm. I liked season one. Um, do you recommend that to others? 100%, yeah. I, I mean, if, if what, I, what I've been thinking is if you like season one a lot and are good with what happened in the end of season one, that you have closure from that, don't watch season two. But if you and you're like me, because when season three comes out, I'm going to watch it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> no, you fucking will. Because I, I'm a completionist and I do like these characters. I still want to see what happens to Clay and what happens to Tony, what happens to Jessica. But I, I would say, though, like if if so, if, if you have but you have the need like I do to to know what happens to these characters and see it for yourself and make your own judgments then definitely watch it because um, you will get there. There are some things that do absolutely give you closure on these care some of these characters and do make you feel good about some of these characters. Most of these characters are not likable by the end of this, but you still get some closure and, and some really, really heartfelt moments. But as a whole, this, this season is bad. It's just really bad. And it it, it really does harm season one in some ways uh, in, in terms of if you look back on it, how, how it, for me, how some of the season one made me feel and how it, change some of the, the thoughts of season one so mm-hmm. um again if you like season one and we're happy with the ending and, and like the closure you got from it which it does offer it don't watch season two but if you really need to know what happens to these characters check it out larry have a folks uh one of the few very few times i can remember a negative review not a recommend mm-hmm. from seth uh but we still got to thank him for doing the lord's work and watching all this tv so we don't have to uh, this has been another edition of Seth's TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Uh, we got some movies to talk about. We're going to do a full-length spoiler review this week. We'll talk about that just in a second. Uh, let's jump into movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Sports. <laughs> So I hit the right uh, sounder this time. Here we are in movies. Uh, in, in just a bit, we're going to get to a, a full review of Solo, A Star Wars Story. 
Um, I know what you might be thinking, Cody, we're used to hearing the uh, reviews for for new movies on the ride home. At Jared Buckendall. <laughs> and where is that video? And to that I say, well, uh, we I fucked up the video, uh, so it got corrupted and we don't have it. So... <laughs> Uh, we're going to give a little bit of our thoughts from Solo. Uh, again, that will be a spoiler review, so uh, don't forget to check the timestamps in the description to make sure that you don't see anything you don't want to. Um, but that's going to be in just a little bit. Let's start with some news. Uh, I've seen a couple things here this week, uh, but why don't why don't we start with you, Seth? What do you what do you got for news? I don't have very exciting news. I guess a little bit of breaking news. Uh oh, hold on. Uh oh. Break yourself, fool. Tight. <laughs> Tight indeed. What do you got for us? Uh, something just came out right before we before we started. Jamie Fox, Fox is uh, confirmed to be in the new Spawn movie. Apparently, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I did see this last second before we before we fired up. Like you said, uh, love this. Super fucking psyched for this. Give it to me immediately. That's what I think. You have to wait, Squirrel Nuts. I don't... Squirrel Nuts doesn't... It doesn't have patience. Squirrel Nuts wants it now. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be fun. I... I, I apparently, this is going to go because, like, the the spawn that came out in the, like, what, 90s, I think, was uh, more of a kind of a action-type movie, and this is supposed to be more of, like, a horror. Oh, okay. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> What are you doing? I for think this? he. I think he's going to be perfect for this. Um, he does dark really well. We saw it in Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he does sort of the lighthearted. He can do funny. We've yeah. seen that in a number of movies. He's he's built to be a superhero. So I think now Spawn that was already made had its problems. Uh, one of chief among them was probably CG. Now I think the technology is there. Hopefully the budget is there as well to make this look visually awesome, which is a big part of Spawn. Um, I'm excited to keep an eye on this. I didn't. I've heard rumors of Spawn for a long, long time that they were going to try to do it again. Mm-hmm. But seeing this confirmation really has me excited. I, I don't know. Are you a fan of Spawn? Is this something that you definitely want to uh, want to check out? Uh, I mean, I'm not not a fan of it. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I know Todd McFarlane's definitely heavily involved in this. If not, he's he might even be directing this. Oh, okay. So that could be pretty dark. I did play the Spawn video game, which was fun. That was a fun game. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, it'll depend on the trailers and all that stuff. But Sure, sure, no doubt. Um, well, uh, an equally dark movie that is in the works, Kim Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Possible, of course, the teenage redhead who is also a super spy. Is she? Um, this isn't going to be like a fully released theatrical movie or anything like that. I'm pretty sure, it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just a Disney Channel original movie. Um, and the actress playing Kim Possible is a no-name, uh, but her mother is Allison Hannigan, has been uh, confirmed to play the mother, uh, Mrs. Possible. Uh, you know her, of course, from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Seth, a name that I'm, I'm sure you'll be excited to see, Sean Jambrone uh, of Goldberg's fame, it has been also cast to play Ron Stoppable. He's, of course, the dweeby sidekick of Kim. <laughs> and I think this is great. From what I've seen in Goldberg's... I, are you familiar with Kim Possible at all, Seth? I, I, I mean, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Okay. Well, first of all, it was good. You should well, watch it. Well, I was a Nickelodeon kid, and Disney sucks. Squirrel nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm not so blindly allegiant to one brand that I never watch shit from the other brand. So, oh. Squirrel nuts plays both sides, and Kim Possible was dope. And Ron is is perfectly in line with 
uh, with Adam from the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. I think I think he'll be an excellent dweeby sidekick. Does um, he say "oh balls"? Um, no, he doesn't say "oh balls" because Adam does. Well, of course, he's not just going to be Adam. He needs to be. Okay. Well, he'll be close enough to Adam. Anyway, for the for the Kim Possible fans out there like me, um, you might have to go watch the Disney Channel to catch this, but. Uh, there's some interesting parts of this cast. We'll we'll see how how decom it is and uh, and all that when it comes out. But that's just a funny. You know, I've been wanting a live action Kim Possible for a long time. And I just think it it just has the makings of what could be a, a cool movie. A uh, little disappointed. It's probably not going to get a huge budget or anything. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I know we've talked several times about this uh, upcoming movie with some casting, but we get get a bit of new news with Men in Black. The uh, new reboot that's coming out. Oh yeah, gimme, gimme. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be. Uh, sounds like the new Men in Black division in the UK is going to be headed by Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson from Tooken. Yeah, from Tooken. Uh, so he sounds like he's going to be the uh, Rip Torn actually of the uh, the UK division. Remember Rip Torn? He was. <laughs> I do. I, I do remember Rip Zed. Torn. He was Zed. He was also that guy Morewood in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, it. I, I'm I'm excited. Liam Neeson's awesome, and I think he can play comedy actually pretty well too. So, I think that'll that'll be fun. Here's hoping. Real excited for that movie. Of course, Tessa Thompson and uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, that should be a banger. It, it really should. We shall see though. So we're gonna get into our review of Solo in just a moment. But let's just talk about um, Solo and what's happened in the last week and some Star Wars news that's come out. First of all. Uh, it's it's laughable that we're saying this, but kind of a disappointing box office opening for Solo. Uh, it did win the weekend, but it did so uh, coming in at under a hundred million dollars. Do you know? Did yeah. you see the number? It had one hundred and three million. It was, okay, so right at a hundred. With, with the four day, yeah. One hundred and three million dollars on the Memorial Day four day weekend. It, it had been projected for something like one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and thirty. So high, yeah, I saw as high as, as high as one hundred and seventy. Oh, okay. Wow. So coming in under expectations for the box office. But this is, I mean, how many movies make $100 million mm-hmm. on their opening weekend? Uh, I think this is an example of, of Star Wars being held to a higher standard than a lot of movies. Um, we'll get into this in a second, but I don't think this is indicative of the quality of the movie necessarily. Um, of course, you still have Avengers and Deadpool in the mix. You know, that obviously took away from uh, some of what it could have made. What's your reaction to the box office here? Do you think Disney needs to be concerned about Star Wars as a franchise? Uh, not concerned, per se, but they definitely... I think they need to rethink some things uh, in terms of, like, one, this shouldn't have came out in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should have came out in December like they all do, honestly. it For one, I mean, the, the box office is packed. It, it was a bad weekend to come out, honestly. It did just come out. I mean, a, a lot, a lot of fans were upset with, with the Last Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's still a lot of people who are aren't aren't as pumped about Star Wars as, as they were coming off like Force Awakens, you know. So, do I think that's a failure? No, I, I don't. I mean, a hundred million dollars isn't a failure, but a lot of people are going to look at it like that, and especially a lot of people within Disney and Star Wars in general. Uh, so we we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I know we still we have now a year and a half between between the next one with uh, episode nine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to make Buku bucks and we'll see if it, it gets back to the, to form, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually not surprised it underperformed to be honest, uh, just with, with everything coming in with the whole change of directors and, and with the uh, taking forever for a trailer to come out and some of the first initial reactions from the movie, 
I'm not surprised. Yeah, this was kind of a perfect storm of shit. And I think at this point to have gotten to 100 million should be considered almost an achievement. I mean, with a directorial change at the point where they had it, um, some difficulties uh, with the shoe and everything. Uh, it's hard to, you know, argue with the dollar bills, but um, I, I don't think I don't think this necessarily needs to cause Disney to freak out too much. They have come out and said that they're going to rethink their strategy for these side movies. Um, who knows what that means, but I think this is perfectly fine. I think that there's room for these, um, you know, obviously they can't all be blockbusters, so you know, keep putting out these side Star Wars movies. They're going to have not at the same amount of success as the main trilogy, but uh, I think that's okay. Um, now, one of the pieces of news that's come out since the Han Solo drop is that the next Star Wars story side movie is going to be Boba Fett. And uh, set to to write and direct is um, James Mangold, who most recently wrote and directed Logan. Uh, that's a superhero movie that a lot of people consider one of the best all time. I know you and I aren't quite as high on it, um, but, you know, Boba Fett, a really popular character in the Star Wars universe, James Mangold coming off, uh, you know, a successful movie here, definitely had that sort of, uh, you know, that Western kind of dark, gritty vibe to Logan, of course, rated R. Uh, I very much doubt that this movie is going to be rated R, but what's your level of optimism now for Boba Fett? I, I mean, I, we, we've talked about it before, and we talked about it in the corrupted files. <laughs> you know, I'm not not a huge fan of Star Wars. Uh-huh. I, I don't have really any investment in these movies. Enjoyed, I've enjoyed a few of them. I enjoyed Force Awakens quite a bit, and I, you know, I enjoyed Last Last Jedi. But I don't need any more Star Wars stories. I really don't. I, I'll watch them if they look cool, but I'm not I'm not going to be excited. Yeah, I think a lot of people are on board with you. I am much more of the fanboy persuasion, and I'm excited to watch this. Um, I think it could be very cool. Boba Fett is a is a character who doesn't really have much of a story yet, so they could go anywhere with it. Um, so I, I really hope that they let Mangold out to play in the Star Wars realm, and that we get an interesting story. You know, and and there's room for that to happen. I think one of the things that's different about Fett from Solo is there aren't a bunch of questions that are built into Boba Fett that need answered. There's so much more just open space to be filled, and they don't have to answer the question of how did he get the Millennium Falcon, for example. So uh, I'm hopeful that this will be good. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen a timetable on this yet. Obviously, it's still a ways out. Um, but Boba Fett it, it has been announced as the next Star Wars story. Uh, last question I'll ask you on this one, Seth. A lot of folks have been clamoring for Obi-Wan uh, to have his own standalone movie next uh, having Boba Fett instead of Obi-Wan, uh, would you be more excited for Obi-Wan, or, or what's your thought on that? No. I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I really just don't care at this uh-huh. point anymore. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's just give me more of the, the, the episodes, but I, 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 haven't, I mean, I don't care. I, it, it's these, these – the thing is I don't have much investment, especially in these these – side stories these you know prequel filler stories because i you know already know what happens between them and i don't feel like there's much stakes involved Mm -hmm. Uh, i i don't i don't really care what happened in between it so i don't really care to see the in-between stuff that much yeah all right so from here uh you know we we are going to get into a review of solo uh this is going to be a spoiler review before we jump into the deep deep end here. Um, just know that this movie is going to get a recommend. 
um, from Seth and I, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, but there are some things to be enjoyed here, even if you're not. So make sure that you go down. If you haven't seen Solo yet, go down to the description and hit the time, uh, hit the time stamp to skip ahead to when we're done talking about Solo. Okay, so of course, uh, Han Solo, huge character in the Star Wars universe, finally gets his uh, origin story, really, is, is what this is. And so we have Alden Ehrenreich coming in to play uh, Han Solo. Of course, Harrison Ford famously played him before. Uh, Amelia Clark is here. Um, you have also Woody Harrelson uh, and a couple other characters. Uh, Paul Bettany is in here as well. Um, initially, you know, just sort of broad strokes, uh, what did you think of Solo? Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed my time in the theater, but I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by any means. I, uh, thought I had, you know, had, had its, had its good action moments and I, I did like, I did like Alden Ehrenreich and I like Chewie, but I mean, as, as a whole, it's, again, like I mentioned before, it's hard for me to, to get completely invested in these movies and care really because mm. of the whole the, the whole thing that this is stuff that's already happened. We know what happens to these characters and, and someone who's not a huge fan of star Wars and who I am personally starting to feel some star Wars fatigue with, with, you know, these movies. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm much higher on it than you. I liked it a lot. And of course I, I'm a big star Wars fan. So a lot of the fan service parts in here, um, you know, were made for me and I, and I acknowledge that and appreciate it. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm much higher on it than you. I think it's a must for Star Wars fans. Um, a lot of what I've heard is that people are enjoying it much more than they anticipated. So that's good news. I'm along with that, too. I wasn't coming in with super high expectations, um, but the ones I did have were exceeded. I thought that this was a, an enjoyable movie. I think if you take Star Wars off of this, it's still a good movie. It might not be a $100 million movie, but I do think people would enjoy it. I agree with some of the things you said. Alden Ehrenreich is good. There's some good action stuff in here. Uh, what are more specifically uh, any of the other pros that you had? I, you know, I thought it. I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. It uh, some of the CGI was some of the best I'd, I've seen in a, in a long time. Especially, I mean, just like the there was one scene in particular with a like basically like a giant dinosaur monster looking thing, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, this whole like I don't know what the fuck it is, um, and. It, it it was a huge giant giant spot shot of it, and it's hard for CGI to look good with those type of things. But it, it really did look great. So uh, I thought it looked great. Again, I talked about the action was was pretty cool. Um, a lot a lot of really cool you know gunfights and things like that happened throughout. So that was good. Um, it did have its humor here and there. It had some some hints of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So I liked that. Some nods to them, and. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it, that's really all I can say, all I can say about it. It just, uh, you know, is is it was a, a pretty fine movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with what you said. The visuals here are fantastic. Um, I, I, we said this in the corrupted files, but there wasn't a single moment of this where I thought there's some CG. You know, they tricked me into thinking this was all just how things are. Uh, and most of the time, even with good CG, even in Avengers, there's a couple moments where you're like, oh, there's. You know, but this one for me at least didn't really have that. So I really appreciated the CG, um, the action and the humor you mentioned. I thought were right up, uh, you know, where we wanted them to be. I think they nailed Han Solo. I think they nailed uh, a young Han Solo. He's he's got a lot of the character traits that you expected to see, um, but also with a little bit of naivety and vulnerability that we've not seen in Han before. 
Um, and I think because he's younger, that's, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And I thought Alden Ehrenreich did a fantastic job. Um, I also really liked Woody Harrelson's character. I thought he was a good addition, um, kind of acting as a role model for Han. And you can see in him a lot of what Han will become. So that was a really enjoyable uh, part for me. And then the other thing I would add was the fan service. Um, if you're a person who's familiar with Han Solo and the Star Wars world, you get to see things like, uh, you know, how he gets his gun, um, how he gets his name, which we didn't even know was going to be a question. That was dumb. <laughs> you thought it was cheesy. I thought it was great. Um, you know, how he gets the, uh, why the dice are so important to him, how he gets the Falcon. You get to see him make the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, which is dope. Everyone's always been wondering, what the fuck does that even mean? So getting to see that stuff was really cool. Lando Calrissian, I thought Donald Glover was yeah, awesome. Yeah, forgot to mention him. I liked him a lot. He was really cool. Um, just really just embodied the swag of Billy D in that role. And, and I thought that he was really good. And getting to see, you know, they're not really friends, Han and Lando. They have a weird relationship. And getting to see that play out again and how it was originated uh, was really, interested for, really interesting for me. Um, lots, lots to like here, especially again, if you're a Star Wars fan, what are the, some, what are a couple of the things that you didn't like about this one? I mean, I don't think there's anything I necessarily didn't like. I mean, I did think some of the, some of those things were cheesy, like the, like the, the naming thing. Mm-hmm. thought that was dumb, but I mean, there wasn't really anything to necessarily dislike. I, I mean, other than I think it was, I think it was pretty long. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, it could have been cut off by 20 minutes. And it would have been, I thought, a much more fluid and enjoyable movie. It did have, because of how long it was, it had some pacing issues as well that I just kind of didn't care for a while. But, I mean, it wasn't, definitely wasn't a bad, a poorly made movie. I mean, Ron Howard's a great director and and he was going to make a movie that was, that, you know, it made sense and, and had some good performances and everything. But uh, that that was really my biggest thing was, was the... Uh, was how long it was and the pacing of it. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I definitely think it was a little too long. That that third act on the sand planet just really seemed to stretch. Um, and yeah, there were there they could have chopped this down and kept. They came out for about twenty five minutes at the beginning, and it was bang bang bang, scene scene scene, and then it just kind of halted mm-hmm. for a long time. And so you know, especially in that end part, that last forty thirty minutes um, was kind of a slog, but. Uh, and it's a shame because there, it's, there's good stuff all around it, just a little extra fluff that wasn't needed. Um, or a couple of characters I honestly didn't like. Um, Amelia Clark's character really didn't do it for me. I, I, had a, uh, I had a hard time buying her and Han as a couple, and I think that was just because there wasn't enough time given to them, which I didn't need in this movie, honestly. Um, I think her, I think the love portion of this didn't super work for me. The other thing that didn't really work for me was the bad guy. Paul Bettany never really scared me. I never really took him very seriously. I know he was trying to come off as like a funny, charismatic bad guy or whatever, but just didn't really land with me um, very much. But, you know, uh, the core cast here, uh, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, and Alden Ehrenreich, I thought were good. Um, And I think that those other two actors, they do a good job. I just, I just, something about the way they were written just didn't really jive for me. So those were the couple things that I didn't like, but I didn't, I didn't hate them enough for it to dampen my enjoyment of the movie. Again, I, I really, really enjoyed um, Solo, and I would, you know, if, if you're an idiot who has listened to the spoiler stuff, go watch it. <laughs> I still think you'll enjoy it. Um, I may see it again in theaters just because of the size of the screen um, and getting to see Star Wars is just, you know, a spectacle. Um, doesn't sound like that's something that you're going to try to do, though. 
Definitely not. <laughs> so uh, Seth's going to be waiting until episode nine. We're going to come back uh, from the spoiler cast now and welcome back in the uh, the audience who skipped over the spoils. Um, so, you know, if, if you are looking for your Star Wars fix, whether or not you've seen uh, Solo, there was a new video just went up. At Jared Buckendall. Where Jared reviewed Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And that's a movie, by the way, I know I've been preaching this to you, Seth. Go back and watch Rogue One if you haven't seen it in a while. It is, uh, it's good. It's better than folks remember, I think. And just as a movie, it's, it's, it's a really good one, I think. So uh, that's my recommendation. I, I believe Jared agrees. So make sure you get out there and, and see his review as well. Also out there, uh, you're going to see his reviews most recently of Deadpool and, of course, Solo um, and all the fun new stuff to come. Uh, it'll be coming fast and furious now that we are into the summer season as well. So don't forget to check out uh, Jared's reviews as well as more Rides Home where I hopefully don't fuck the files up um, and we actually get a video up. That is typical squirrel nut behavior. That is going to bring us to the end of episode 46. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. Also hit us up on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael at Seth O'Ott and of course at Soko Show Pod. Uh, hit us with some uh, Sheik, Iron Sheik versus Gary Busey tweets um, if you have a preference. This is going to be the last week, so if we don't hear from the Sheik, then uh, then we're going to move over to some Gary Busey stuff. Uh, let us know what you thought of 13 Reasons Why Season 2. Did you like it more than Seth, or do you think it sucks and no one should watch it? I suspect it's the latter. <laughs> Any thoughts on LeBron as the GOAT? Who do you think is going to win the finals? Do you think Roseanne should be revived? All of these uh, things... Uh, definitely tweet at us and uh, let us know what you think. We, we're dying to hear. Also, of course, if you do see anything in the news that you want us to cover, uh, send it to us as well. Also, don't forget audibletrial.com slash SoCo, your first 30 days and your first book for free. <laughs> but for now, that's going to do it for us again. This was episode 46. This is Squirrel Nuts. And for Seth Ott, we will see you next week. Bye. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, 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 uh,